Beloved, I bring to you Bible Banquet from Herald Broadcasting Network. This is your dear devotional for a quiet hour. Today we read the book of Galatians chapter 1. Paul, an apostle not of men, neither by man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father, who raised him from the dead, and all the brethren which were with me unto the churches of Galatia. Grace be to you and peace from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from the present evil world, according to the will of God and our Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. I marvel that ye are so soon removed from him, called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and will pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. And as we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that ye have received, let him be a cause. For do I now persuade men or God? Or do I seek to please men? For if I yet please men, I should not be able to be the servant of Christ. But I certify, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after man. For I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. For ye have heard of my conversion in time past in the Jewish religion, for how that beyond measure I persecuted the church of God and wasted it and profited in the Jewish religion above many my equals in my own nation, being more exceedingly zealous of the traditions of my fathers. But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb, and called me by his grace to reveal his Son in me, that I might preach him among the hidden, immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood, that rather went I up to Jerusalem to, to them which were apostles before me. But I went into Arabia and returned again unto Damascus. Yet after three years I went up to Jerusalem to see Peter, and abode with him fifteen days. But other of the apostles saw I none, save James the Lord's brother. Now the things which I write unto you, behold, before God I lie not. Afterwards I came into the region of Syria and Cilicia, and was unknown by faith unto the churches of Judea, which were in Christ. But they heard only that he which present persecuted us in time past, now preached the faith which once he destroyed. They glorified God in me. May the Lord bless the reading and the hearing of his words this hour in the name of Jesus. Now of all that we have read, 
this is the summary. The Apostle Paul asserts his apostolic character against such as lessened it in verses 1 to 5. He reproved the Galatians for revolting from the gospel of Christ under the influence of evil teachers in verses 6 to 9. He reproved the divine authority. He proved the divine authority of a doctrine and mission and declares what he was before his conversion and calling, verses 10 to 14, and how he proceeded after it, verses 15 to 24. Here are some beautiful lessons we may draw from this reading. The apostle Paul was an apostle of Jesus Christ. He was expressly appointed by him, consequently by God the Father, who is one with him, in respect of a divine nature and who appointed Christ as mediator. Grace includes God's good will towards us, his good work upon us, and peace, all that inward, that inward comfort and outward prosperity, which is really needful for us. They come from God the Father as the fountain through Jesus Christ. But observe first, grace and then peace. There can be no true peace without grace. Christ gave himself for our sins to make atonement for us. This is the justice of God, uh, what the justice of God required, and to this he freely submitted. Here is to be observed the infinite greatness of the price bestowed, and then it will appear plainly that the power of sin is so great that he could by no means be put away except the Son of God be given for it. He that considers these things well understands that sin is a thing the most horrible that can be expressed, which ought to move us and make us afraid indeed, especially if you mark well the words for our sins. For here our weak nature starts back and would first be made worthy by her own works. It will bring him that is whole and not him that has need of a physician, not only to redeem us from the wrath of God and the cause of the law, but also to recover us from the wicked practices and customs to which we are naturally enslaved, but it is vain for those who are not delivered from this present evil world by the sanctification of the Spirit, to expect that they are freed from its condemnation by the blood of Jesus. Those who would establish any other way to heaven than what the gospel of Christ reveals will find themselves wretchedly mistaken. The Apostle Paul presses upon the Galatians the due sense of their guilt in forsaking the gospel way of justification, yet he reproves it with tenderness and represents them as drawn into it by the acts of some that trouble them. In reproving others, we should be faithful and yet endeavor to restore them in the spirit of meekness. Some will set up meekness, some will set up works of the law in the place of Christ's righteousness, and thus they corrupted Christianity. 
the apostle suddenly denounces as a cause everyone who attempts to lay so forth the foundation all other gospels than the grace of Christ, whether more flattering to self-righteous pride or more favorable to worthy laws and devices of Satan. And while we declare that to reject the moral law as a rule of life tends to dishonor Christ and destroy true religion, we must also declare that all dependence for justification on or good works, whether real or supposed, is as fatal to those who persist in it. While we are zealous for good works, let us be careful not to put them in the place of Christ's righteousness and not to advance anything which may betray others into so dreadful a delusion. In preaching the gospel, the Apostle Paul sought to bring persons to obedience and not of men but of God, but he would not attempt to alter the doctrine of Christ either to gain their favor or to avoid their fury in so important a matter we must not fear to the frowns of men nor seek their favor by using words of men's wisdom concerning the manner wherein the apostle Paul received the gospel. He had it by revelation from heaven. He was not led to Christianity as many are, merely by education. Paul was wonderfully brought to the knowledge of and faith of Christ. All who are suddenly converted are called by the grace of God. Their conversion is wrought by His divine power and grace working in them. It will be late but little avail us to have Christ revealed to us if he is not also revealed in us. He instantly prepared to obey without hesitating as his worldly interest credit is and life itself. What matter of thanksgiving and joy is it to the churches of Christ when they hear such instances to the praise of the glory of his grace? whether they have ever seen them or not. They glorify God for his power and mercy in seven such persons of all the service to his people and cause that is done and made be further expected from them. I pray that these lessons will be clear from us as we learn from the Apostle Paul's experience. May God help us render a childlike obedience to his commandments, calling them a delight, and may he enable us also to walk out our salvation with fear and with trembling by the power of faith and indwelling Christ in us. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.